and uh, the title was I'm Still Amazed. I don't know about you, but I'm still amazed. I was amazed all those years ago, and I'm still amazed this morning. Nothing has changed. And so, actually, I'm almost in pieces. I, as part of what I, I spoke at Forefront the last two weeks, and as part of that, I, I did some research, and I came across a story that, that blessed me, and I want to share it with you. The story is a lady, it's, it's an unusual name now. The lady's name is Fanny, Fanny Crosby. Okay, she wrote 9,000 hymns. Old Pentecostal lady, part of my former generation. And uh, she, she wrote 9,000 hymns, and in the end she began to write them under pseudonyms because she wanted to be humble of heart. So many of the hymns she wrote, you'll find that they weren't under her name but under the name of another person. After she was uh, six weeks old, she saw when she was born, but six weeks she lost her eyesight. Her doctor administered some substance to her eyes and uh, it didn't go well and so she became blind. And she then began to become a poet and she wrote hymn after hymn after hymn after hymn. And at one meeting she was there and a famous preacher came across her and said, Fanny, she said, God has blessed you amazingly with enormous gifts. But my one prayer for you would be that he would have given to you the gift of sight. Her response kind of blew me away. She said these words. She said, if I could have chosen one thing before I was born as a gift from God, it would be that I would be born blind. And the preacher stumbled back a little. And she said, but you misunderstand, you see, because there will be a day that comes for me, if that were the case, that the first face that I would see would be the face of my Saviour. Absolutely amazing. The first eyes that I would look into, the first face that I would behold. We sang it this morning. We sang it at the forefront last week. I love that song. Colours of the rainbow reflected in his eyes. Wow. So I'm kind of undone before I start now telling you that. I want to say to you that, that actually there are, we, we, we cannot choose our destination Ultimately, we can. We can choose where we spend eternity, but we can't choose the path in life that we take. There's no free pass for me. I have to do the journey, the circumstances, the situation. Sometimes it's not pleasant. Sometimes it's not great. I want to tell you this morning that actually we can choose the condition of our heart. We can choose the way that we look and we see and we respond. So I want to tell you this, that this morning I'm still amazed. Yeah, I, I've sidetracked just a little bit, but I'm still amazed. So let me read to you a scripture. I've not heard anybody preach from this. I don't know why. Maybe it's not popular, but I've not heard anybody speak from this. Titus 3, verses 3 to 8. You'll find yourself here. For we ourselves were sometimes foolish. Come on, amen. Yeah, amen. We ourselves were sometimes foolish. Maybe you weren't, but I was. Big style. Hugely foolish at times. Disobedient, deceived, serving divers' lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. Sorry, guys, that was my experience. That's how life was. Let me tell you another story. We were, we were in Spain on holiday, and uh, my, 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 my daughter, she's quite beautiful actually, and uh, she, she was away with the other side of the pool at one evening. And uh, this fella came to harass her. 
And I sat and I watched and I observed for a while and he started to get too familiar. And something sort of began to rise up in me. (laughs) I don't know whether it was God or whether it was the devil, but it was good. And in two or three steps I was next to, to him and her and I said, back off now. That's how much God loves us actually. He's only a step away, only a a pace away, only a moment away. So let me continue with this. But after that, so after all this stuff, the hating, the envy, the, the malice, yeah, being deceived, being foolish, after that, the kindness and love of God our Saviour towards man appeared. Aren't you glad? I'm so thrilled. Not by works of righteousness that we've done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing and regeneration of the Holy Holy Spirit, which he shed to us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Saviour, being justified by grace that we should be heirs of eternal life. Wow. I'm amazed. Still amazed. Let me tell you what amazement is defined as. This is what Webster says it is. It's a strong feeling of astonishment or wonder. Strong feeling of astonishment or wonder. Some things in life that that have amazed me, you know. The birth of my son. First one. Amazed me. When I look at my children and I think that that actually my blood flows through their veins. Amazes me. I look at mountains and planets and stars. Look at the wonder of creation. I remember standing in Africa, looking up at the mountain and thinking, wow, bigger than I. Awesome. I don't know about you, but there's some things. I'm amazed after 42 years that my wife still loves and respects me. I'm amazed. (laughs) I'm also amazed how easy it is to get brownie points from her. (laughs) I'm still amazed. Things in life that that amaze me, there there, there are many. Some of you amaze me. Some of you astound me. (laughs) Make of that what you like. But I'm amazed. I'm amazed. I'm amazed by God's creation. Some of the things that used used to amaze me are passing, you know. I remember my first mobile phone. It was about the size of a brick. But, but, But it amazed me. But it soon passed. And I remember when flat screen televisions came about. And they amazed me too. But now they're kind of run of the mill, you know, and everybody's got two or three in the house. But there was a time, there was a time when television, you know, these little uh, computers that you get about this thin. I got one. Stunning. Amazing. How about this then? When I, when I was a kid, you know, I couldn't wait to grow up. I thought, wow, what a lifestyle. What amazing opportunities. And then when I grew up, I realised mortgages and bills and all of those things. And I couldn't wait again to get back to being a kid once more. How about you? That's life, isn't it, yeah? Suddenly all of these things happen. But I want to tell you something. This morning there is something that amazes me still. It's that Jesus Christ came to die for me. That amazes me. I find that incredible. Hmm. There's a song that I used to see 
in me there's this old Pentecostal trying to get out because I, I kind of came from that that era, that background, that place. I went to the church where George Jeffries used to preach and we'd go down the cellar sometimes and uh, I went down there once to clear it out and I found all these uh, walking aids and crutches and braces for legs and, and back things. And I, I said to somebody, what are those then? I said, oh, those are the things from the healing crusades. When people got healed, we chucked them all down there. And somehow I, I, I couldn't bear to get rid of them. It's almost as if they were trophies of what God had done. So I piled them up in the corner and left them. And they used to go from time to time and look at them and think, wow, how amazing is that? We used to sing this song. I've never got over it that I'm not under bondage to sin anymore. I can't get past that. I'm still amazed that Jesus would pay a debt I could not afford. I can't get past that. I've never got past the fact that I'm free at last from the sin that made me a slave. Yes, I'm still amazed. Yeah. There's not enough time, you know, today to scratch the surface of all that God has done that we can have this personal relationship with the Holy God. But I'm amazed that he made a way so that I could. I'm astounded that he'd do that, actually. Can't get past the amazement that he would send his son to die for me. I've got a few things I want to try and do, but we'll see. I'm still amazed by God's love. How about you? I'm still amazed by God's salvation. I'm still amazed by God's mercy. I'm still amazed by God's grace. I'm still amazed by God's son. <laughs> so my first one is I'm still amazed by God's love for, for we ourselves were sometimes foolish. <laughs> I, I, I laugh because, because I was and I still am. <laughs> and probably in the future I will be. God made a way for me. In my foolishness, in my stupidity, in my ignorance, in my wanderings, God made a way for me. <laughs> I did all this stuff, you know. I was disobedient, deceived, <laughs> chased after lustful things, hated people. Yeah, did, sorry. But after that, the loving kindness of God appeared. How about you? It appeared to you? Did it reach you? Did it touch you? Did somehow that loving kindness come into your life? Came into mind big soul. I want to say this is sometimes we're, we're all hard to love. Yeah. I'm thankful to, to Jenny, my children, my friends, my family, my church. I'm grateful to you. Because you love me unconditionally. Warts and spots and wrinkles and one eyebrow. Bald. But you love me, you love me as I am. With the foolishness of thinking that I can do things that I really ought to see a hairdresser for. You love me as I am. I want to uh, say this. See, Amanda, you encourage me greatly. I put stupid things on Facebook from time to time and uh, Amanda always encourages me. I take it that you're my personal encourager. 
I'll sign you. I'll sign you up. But it's great, isn't it, that, that we do that? We just encourage each other. There are people who possess this amazing unconditional love for me. I'm like it with my kids. When my, when my, my son was born for the you know, someone was telling him off, and uh, my kids, yeah, my kids deserve telling off. But somebody was was a little over the top, and uh, within two paces, I was there. That's my boy. Don't you dare touch my boy. And God's like that with us. Incredibly proud of us. Incredibly for us. He's only ever a step away. Just at any moment, bam, he's there. It's amazing how your family love you. Unconditionally. They know everything about you. (laughs) Maybe you don't. But it's amazing how your friends and church family love you and support you. And are with you on a journey and in a process. And are not nitpicking and fault finding. Because if we look for them, we can find them for sure. Yeah. I'm amazed. Hmm. I want to tell you this. that God knows more about you than anybody else. Isn't that amazing? Let me make a statement. God knows more about you than, than, than you know about yourself, actually. Because the heart of man, well, it's a bit wicked at times and deceitful. God knows you better than you know yourself. And sometimes you beat yourself up too much. Let me say this. God knows your actions. He knows your thoughts. He knows what you've done. And he knows what you're going to do. <laughs> and knowing all of this, he still loves you. Wow. Amazing, isn't it? Hmm. In verse 3 of what the, the reading that I gave you, it paints a picture of how we were. Yeah, it speaks of the way that we were deceived and foolish and lost and hopeless and helpless. And yet even then he loved us. It's an old word, yeah, but he loved me in my sin. <laughs> loved me in my wrongdoing. Loved me in my wickedness. Loved me in my, in my deception. Loved me in my wanderings. Loved me in all of my ways and he came to find me. Wow. Wow. Just for me. You know, the word foolish means this, to be without understanding or ignorant of the things concerning the things of God. That's what it means. Disobedient, the one who is rebellious towards God. See, I read them all in the scripture. Deceived. Continually led deeper and deeper into sin by Satan. And serving divers' lusts and pleasures. One who was a flesh to the slave, a slave to sin. That was me. Hmm. Angry, angry young man I was. But God came and rescued me. Can you imagine it, that Christ would die for you, that he'd come to redeem you from the curse? In Romans 5 verse 8 it says this, God commands his love towards us while we were yet sinners. I was walking around not knowing how much that God actually loved me. Hmm. I don't know how long I've got, but anyway. I I, I met a woman who who walked up to me and she she said, can I talk to you for a moment? She was a little older than I was and I thought I'd pulled, actually. It's what you you like when you're young. Some of you remember, some of you may still be there, but I thought I'd pulled. Anyway... 
I was quite pleased for the conversation and uh, she said, let's talk a while. And I'm thinking, well, come on, let's get past the talking. And uh, she then said, I'd like to tell you that God loves you. And so my response was, why don't you just bleep, bleep, go away? And uh, as she wandered off, I felt guilty. Amazing things, consciences, aren't they? So I called her back and I said, okay, Kate, you, you, you've got two minutes. Tell me how much God loves me. Then you can go home and you'll feel great. And I'll climb back down the sewer, which is where I, I spend most of my days. And she then began to tell me everything I'd ever done. Dates, times, events, happenings, people. I'd, she, and to the point that in the end she said, is this you? And I said, yeah, it's me. I said, I better own up because if I don't own up, actually I'm in trouble. Because then you'll, you'll tell me all the other stuff that I've done. Mm-hmm. And God sought me and found me and transformed and renewed and changed my life and dealt with the deception and the bitterness and the hurt and the fear and the anger and some of the stuff that I'd carried around for years. How awesome is that? How awesome is that that he would love me enough to send a woman to meet me? Yeah. How awesome is that? God commended his love towards me. I'm still amazed at God's salvation. I am. Jesus paid the debt of my sin in order to save me. I was lost. (laughs) But he found me. I was defiled, but he washed me. I was dead, but he made me anew. How awesome is that? I became a new creation. I was empty. I'm looking for things in the world, but he came and filled me with his spirit. How amazing is that? Absolutely stunning that he should do that. I <laughs> don't know whether it was like that for you, but it was like that for me. Suddenly I became a brand new creation. I, I was sitting try, trying to prepare something, you know, and I thought, how do you prepare a message for holiday season? What is one of them? Because Brian said to it the week before, I did a little message. It was it was good. Enjoyed it. I did a little message. It's the holiday season and people are away. And so I thought, well, how do you do one of them? So this is the holiday season message. <laughs> he filled me when I was empty. If we look to the cross, then we'll have every reason to be amazed this morning. Yeah, if we look to the cross. I'm amazed too to see how far God would go to set a man free. Amazed. I know that we'll have a season where we're going to be looking at the cross. Let me encourage you, begin to look to the cross. I'm amazed how far God would go to save me. I'm amazed at God's mercy. Am Am I any more righteous than I was? And actually, my righteousness comes because it's a free gift. I'm righteous because of Christ. Because he died on a cross and he came to save me. Because of his mercy, I, I won't receive the punishment that I deserve. But I'm going to have a full, free, undeserved pardon. Wow. I can't earn that. I can't. Actually, I don't receive anything because I deserve it. I receive it because of God's grace. Mercy is not receiving what we do deserve. 
sort of mess he is. And Grace is receiving something that we could never earn. I'm still totally and utterly amazed by God's Son. (laughs) Still completely in love with him. Still completely overwhelmed by his presence. This salvation in no other than him. I want to say that Jesus left the glories of heaven, came to earth, took on a robe of flesh and laid his life down. I'm amazed that a stranger would accept a manger in trade for a kingly throne. I'm amazed. I'm at a loss while he why he take a cross instead of streets of gold. He's the only king that I know who gave everything in exchange for a cold, dark grave. He's the only king that I know. And I still love to ponder this God-given wonder. I'm still amazed. I'm amazed about everything that Jesus Christ is. I, 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 I sat and I wrote these things down. Let me read them to you. This is Jesus. He was born of a virgin. Lived a sinless life. Taught with authority, healed the sick, cleansed lepers, made the blind to see, opened deaf ears, caused the dumb to speak, the lame to walk. He cast out demons and he raised the dead. Laid down his life, paid the ultimate sacrifice, rose from the grave, ascended to heaven. And he sat down at the Father's right hand. He provided atonement for sins. And while I like to put it this way, he prays for me every day. He might pray for you, but he he makes intercession for me every day. He's forgiven our sins, saved souls from hell, changed lives, given eternal life as a gift. How do you do that? How on earth do you give eternal life as a gift? I mean, I, I, I buy Jenny some gold rings from time to time. It's something we do. Not because she deserves it, but because I love her. Yeah. But how do you give? How do you wrap it up? How do you present it if you give someone eternal life as a gift? Wow. He's gone to prepare a place for us. He's coming again to receive us. He's defeated sin, Satan, death, hell and the grave. And soon he's going to split the sky with a shout, the voice of an archangel, with the sound of a trumpet. He's going to call his children home. We're going to rise up out of this world to be with him. I'm amazed, astounded, overwhelmed that he would do that for me. And so I'm nearly finished. I'm still amazed by him. Still trying to work him out. Still trying to understand him. In 45 years, I've never managed to get to the bottom of his love. Never managed to plumb the depths of his mercy. 
never found that he's been unforgiving or ungracious or unkind. Found that he's been the most wonderful saviour that a man can have. How about you? How about you? Are you amazed? Still amazed? I wondered how I'd finish, because I haven't, I haven't actually got anything to finish with, but let me say this to you. I stand before you this morning as someone who's fell in love with a man called Jesus, who walked into my life and changed it for good, who gave me a destiny and a future and a hope, who's been loyal, truthful, faithful, steadfast, never left me on a journey. I recommend him to you. If you've never, ever come to a place in your life where you've asked Christ to come and rescue you, to save you, to deliver you, then today's the day to do that. I want to tell you that he'll never walk away from you. He's faithful and true and honest and loyal. He's the best person I've ever known. And I'm amazed.